Hey, hey, beautiful human. Welcome to the Soul Revolution Podcast, your cosmic playground for mind, body, and beyond. If you're ready for an epic journey of transformation and evolution, you have come to the right place. Let me tell you, this is not your average self-help show. We are all about keeping it real, relatable, and a ton of fun. Get ready to be inspired by incredible stories that'll make your soul do a happy dance, expert guidance that will light your path, and discover a whole buffet of healing possibilities. Whether you're new to the mindfulness game or you're a seasoned spiritual explorer, we've got something for every human out there. So get comfy, hit that play button, and let's dive into the soul revolution where healing meets happy and magic happens. I am so excited for you to dive into this first episode of the first season of the Soul Revolution podcast with Hannah Rose Deacon of The Modern Mystic. Our conversation is so potent, so powerful. I know it's going to speak to you on so many different levels. We dove into what she calls the stages of awakening. And I think that this is such an important conversation and topic because as we're quote unquote awakening, as we're waking up to who we really are and letting go of a lot of the false identity of who we have been, there are different stages that we go through. And to be able to kind of see that in your own life is going to give you such a sigh of relief and like a breath of fresh air at the same time, right? Where you can like inhale and exhale and be like, oh, I am, I've experienced this, or this is where I'm headed. Um, It's such a beautiful roadmap in the awakening journey. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. I cannot wait to hear what you take away. Let's go. My mission is Mm -hmm. to, and I'm really trying to come up with a better word or a word that describes this, but the, the regular people of the world, not so much the spiritual community who already knows all of this, like Mm -hmm. esoteric language and these words that they're not familiar with. But like, I am here to open up like I was, I was just a normal person living my normal life and knowing that I needed shit to change. Like it wasn't all of this spiritual talk that God me there. It was like listening to personal development stuff. So I really want to bridge this whole spiritual world and bring people in where in language and words that they can understand and connect with when they hear our conversations. So like what, that's why it's so important. And I just, I'm so grateful that it's you doing this. Like you're the first one that's come on as like an expert in that area. Like most people have been storytelling Mm. and I think you're just the perfect person for this because you are, yeah, like you, you are that person. Like you're so well studied and that's where your heart lies in the study so that you gather the knowledge and the wisdom that you can pass on to people Mm. so that people get it and they connect with it too, no matter where they're at. And that's really, my heart is to reach the people who I was at one point. Like I was just living a normal life that wasn't fulfilling and Mm -hmm. I wasn't pure happy and I didn't have my deepest connection to God. And it's even though I went to church, even yeah. though I was like in church and mm-hmm. I was like leading shit in church, like I had a single mom's ministry. I was like actively in service, yeah. but I was still so unfulfilled and so not yeah. connected to God. And I wasn't even awake to like what a deeper connection to God meant, what a yes. deeper connection to myself yes. meant, like any of that. And so I really am like, I really feel honored and so grateful that you're bringing in your wisdom and your knowledge and just your energy and your spirit to serve people in the similar way. Cause your whole movement, which we'll talk about also is also bridging gaps like that, I feel. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So and I we'll, think like we're just, we're right into it. Let's just keep yeah, going because yeah, this feels really going. good. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, because everything that you just mentioned, right? You're talking about yeah. how you were involved in church from a very yeah. early age. So it's not like yeah. God was some concept that didn't exist Mm-mm. for you. It did, but it didn't exist on an embodied level. Right. And this is actually, I think, a perfect start and in an introduction in terms of what is awakening. And as we move through the right. stage of awakening, what does this actually mean? What does this look like? What does this feel yeah. like? Because I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of us have some sort of awareness. Maybe we had a religious upbringing. Maybe mm-hmm. we didn't. 
but we might have some sort of intellectual understanding, right. but it's not actually being live in our daily right. life. Right? Yeah. Even yeah. if we think we are, yeah. because I think the way it's taught to be quote unquote live isn't yeah. pure and true for everyone. Right. It's totally. like such yeah. a personal thing. And if we yeah. don't have a guide, if the, we're only being, if every person is being guided one way, yes, it's literally like, like how kids go to school, which I don't believe in school, traditional school either, but <laughs> it's like throwing everyone yeah. into the one way of school and learning all the yeah. same things in the same way and expecting that to work for everyone. And yeah. it causes such a disconnect in, in organized religion. I feel like, like mm-hmm. people are not being guided into their own awakening because yeah. it's so structured in yes. how we're taught. 100%. And so this kind of segues so beautifully into what I call the first stage of awakening. And I want to give some context here because you can let me know, Monique, if this mm-hmm. feels true to you in terms of like what awakening is. Yeah. For me, when I think about awakening, it is awakening to the divinity that is inherent mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. and without, because I believe that yes. God is both imminent and transcendent. God yes. exists in everything around us. It's also exists within us. And yes. that's the individual soul, right? Exactly. Yes. Hmm. Yes. I totally agree. I, I believe personally, this is my own belief that when we are born, we are a fragment of the God spirit, yes. the God energy. And it's a piece hmm. that comes into the body and yeah. then we are here living it out. So yes, agree. Perfect. Love that. <laughs> so this is such a great foundation I for know. the conversation. So we have like the understanding. So what I love to call the, the first, you could say stage of awakening. Mm-hmm. And I almost, even though I'm saying stages again, like I I think that it's a helpful to think of this more as seasons because yes. there isn't like a hierarchy of stages, right. even though I'm going to say stage one, stage two, stage three. Yeah. It's like we move through seasons and each stage is going to become more prominent in various totally. stages of life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that that first so-called stage of awakening, I call like the main character phase. Mm-hmm. And this is when we start to wake up to, hold on a second, yeah. this life that I'm living, it doesn't even feel like mine. Yeah. It's like, I've just been living unconsciously absorbed Mm -hmm. into this experience, living based on, you know, the family, the collective consciousness, like what society has deemed is the proper way to live. I've just done what everyone's told me to do based on my childhood conditioning. And I haven't thought about it. Yep. Now you're starting to say, well, hold on a second. What do I want? What are my dreams? What are my goals? What's actually going to make me happy? It's like, you're starting Mm -hmm. to ask those types of questions, right? Yeah. And it's almost giving yourself permission to even ask those types of questions, like just to allow yourself the permission to ask Mm -hmm. those questions and be Mm -hmm. open that you're a thousand spot on. Like that in of itself is phase one, stage one, season one. Season one. (laughs) Season one of the week. Yeah. Yeah. And so like why I call this the main character is because you start to realize, hey, I'm the main character of my story, you know, like I'm the hero of my story. What does it look like for me to actually take responsibility of my happiness? Mm -hmm. What does it mean for me to actually start to think about who am I? What do I want? How do I want to live? Like these are the questions and the exploration, Right. right? Right. So good. So good. For me also, a lot of that, there was that coupled with how did I get here? Mm -hmm. Like, how did I get to this? Like where I am in the right here, right now? It's like, I was asking those questions. Like I, what am I here to do? What do I want to do? Like now I'm awake to like, oh, holy shit. Like I actually am here driving this bus. Yeah. Like, how did I get here? It's like looking around suddenly, right? Like, you know, when you're, I don't know. I mean, I I can't be the only one on earth that does this, but sometimes you, you drive and you totally zone out and you're suddenly like, holy yeah. shit, how did I end up here? Like, yeah. Yeah. I actually got here like semi-conscious. I don't know, yeah. this is so wild, but yeah. it's like that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I'm here. Like, how did how did I actually get yeah. here from there yeah. to here? Yeah. It feels that same way. And I started looking at like, how did, like what got me to this point where I'm living this life that is doesn't feel like it's mine. And I'm just doing these things, this, this living this almost monotonous life, this over and over hamster wheel kind of life that isn't fulfilling, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel true to my spirit in me. And I started looking at like patterns and all of that stuff, which I don't know if where you're going to go with this in the (laughs) stage of seasons, but 
that's yeah. where, that's what happened with me is like, I yeah. started looking at like, well, fuck, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. here. I don't really, this wasn't my destination. And I ended up here reroute yeah. the GPS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. And like, I think when I, we're going to talk about the patterns in a moment, I want to bring that mm-hmm. up in a moment, but just to circle back this, I don't know if it was the same for you, but when I was moving through this phase, this is where also kind of languaging around manifestation and, mm-hmm. you know, learning how to, Oh, wait, we have, we have the ability, like our thoughts, create a reality. And what we're seeing isn't actually all there is. There's more that we're not seeing. There's more that's off our radar. And so for me, this was kind of that phase where I started to play a little bit with manifestation and Mm -hmm. I started to Mm -hmm. notice things kind of synchronize and I started to, oh, wow. Okay. Like I can actually declare things and think things and it will impact how I experience reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what happened? You're, you're so good at this. Like you're so fucking good (laughs) (laughs) because similarly, <laughs> Similarly, it happened to me in a way where I actually woke up to realize what a powerful manifester I am. So mm-hmm. I've always been mm-hmm. like, people so always true. called me lucky. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. you're so lucky. Things always happen for you. You always like get the thing. Like, how are you yeah. so like, I mean, in my tw- early twenties, I was making yeah. like amazing salary. And my friends who were just like out of college were like scrounging by and they're like, how are you doing? I have no college career. I didn't go to college. I didn't finish high school. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm a high school dropout teen mom and I'm making it, but it wasn't, it was literally because I, it was, I didn't realize it until I was in the awakening stage that I looked and I was like, it's because I'm creating this, like my thought, my beliefs and what I'm doing connect to that. I have this innate belief that everything is working out in my favor. And so with that belief Mm. in it, I I didn't connect that together. I always, everyone Mm. was always like, oh, you're so lucky. And I'm like, I'm not though. I didn't get it Mm -hmm. until I was awake to look at everything around me. Like, how did I get here to my life in this moment? Yeah. In the parts that don't feel good. And I don't want to be here. And also like that kind of lucky girl syndrome type of thing Yeah, yeah, is, was really becoming awake to the co-creator in me, the manifester in me that is very powerful. And then I was like, oh shit, (laughs) we actually could reroute this whole GPS. If I clicked all of this stuff together, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. 100%. And that was, I remember one of my first ever like personal development teachers. So I learned manifestation from, he would say like, you've always been manifesting like Mm -hmm. you've manifested since you were little you just didn't realize you were doing it right so it's like you're he would talk about you know the antenna that's always putting out a vibration you're attracting things that are on the same like vibrational plane and he's like you've always been doing that just unconsciously so when you start to play with conscious manifestation you're intentionally tuning in Right. Right. So yeah, we're always manifesting. It's just now we're becoming aware aware of it. And when we can point it to more of what we want instead of what we don't. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, as we start, then it starts getting good. Then life starts getting good. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, this was my experience. Once I kind of was in that phase, then what happens inevitably is you start to notice the patterns. Mm -hmm. You start, the shadow starts coming up, right? This is where the stuff starts Mm -hmm. to get a little dense. And then we move into that next phase of awakening, which I call the narrator phase. (laughs) Mm. So with the narrator phase, it's almost like you're starting to now see yourself. There's like this, this separation. It's like, oh, I'm seeing this character. playing out this drama on a stage. And there are these reoccurring patterns Mm -hmm. that I can see now are, have been playing out generationally that seem to operate in my different relationships. Like you're starting to see those dynamics, almost like you're looking at it from third person. You're starting to see stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, do these stories serve me anymore? Mm -hmm. No. Are they even true? Are they even true? Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, what story do I want to tell? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, here, there's like a lot of recontextualization. You were talking about how did I get here, right? right. I think there that's such an important process of this, this phase as well, because it's like we have to make peace almost with some of what was, right? right. To feel like we can fully Absolutely. anchor into the presence. Yes. Right. And so I think when we can look at some of these experiences that we've had and recontextualize and assign meaning and decide how is this mm-hmm. going to aid in the story as opposed to hinder the story, yeah. that can become super empowering, right? Super empowering. And this is so, I'm just obsessed with this whole conversation. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is a huge part. I can't wait to have you in the next healing session that we have. Like, I just want you to experience it because core wound healing, that's what this does. It like gives you, it's like, God knows, God knows that in our humanness, we yeah. need to make sense of some of the shit that we're experiencing, or we won't move on. Right. Exactly. We won't move on. We'll yeah. stay stuck and we won't continue forward on the path that we're here. Like we're here specifically to do something. We're not yeah. going to ever get to doing it. If we stay stuck in all of the, you know, patterns and what am I doing here? And I don't know. And, and all of that stuff. We have to make peace with it and write a new story around it. And that's all in core wound healing. Like everything you're saying is a part of this healing process, because I'm telling you, God knows our, he knows us, obviously our spirit, because that is who we are and knows us in our humanness of what we need to connect that together to be able to continue to move forward over and over and over again. Right. Because we're going to continue waking up. Yes. And this is, oh my God, I, I love this too, because this is, I think, a huge piece that people in more traditional spiritual communities oftentimes miss or skip over. You know, they'll go straight to like, oh, you know, the Buddha talks about the three root delusions, right? Ignorance, attachment, aversion. Well, people mm-hmm. who maybe have had a lot of this these conditioned core wounds, they're like, yeah. oh, well, I'm not attached. Oh, I'm, you know, like I'm able to, you know, like kind of detach myself from that. And it's like, well, you never had a healthy ego to begin with. Right. And we can't (laughs) actually fully move forward in like transcending the ego or becoming this spiritually enlightened being. We were, we're coming from a a leaky foundation, which is not having Mm -hmm. a proper sense of self. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like we need that first in order to build on a solid foundation. Right. Mm, So good. Like leaky foundation is such a great way to say it. I mean, like, who hasn't heard of even that? Like when you build a house and you have a crack in the foundation yeah. and leak it, like yeah. nothing is ever going to feel stable. It's always going to be crumbling, right? Continuously yeah, exactly. crumbling. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, good. so I agree so much with like, I just love everything you're doing. Cause it is, we've got to heal the human. It's like, we've mm-hmm. all got these, these emotional baggage that we carry, yeah. literally carry in our energetic yep. field. Yep. And in order for us to live an existence that is through the heart space, which is yep. a sign of awakening, right? Like as we're moving in consciousness, evolving, we're starting to live a more heart-based existence. But if we've got all this baggage that's blocking that, we literally cannot as Mm. much as we want to, right? Yep. Yep. It's like, we can have that desire, but physically we cannot move forward until we start releasing all like what just one by one. And that's the whole thing is like, I think sometimes this can feel so daunting for people Mm. like, Mm -hmm. or they can look and say, oh, look at them, but they don't realize like we've literally just been taking one bite at a time, one wound at a time, one, you know, but forward at a time in our, for me, it's a commitment. Like I am straight up committed to my own coming back home to self, which is the awakening, right? It's like waking up to, for me, who I'm not, not necessarily, but who I'm not. It's like, I know who I am, but waking up to who I'm not anymore. And, and in that, I think some, it can feel very big, too big, right? Like it's too big. It's Mm -hmm. too much. But if we look at it and take it, like, I just love how you're breaking it down into these like seasons or phases because it's just one at a time. Like you're, you don't have to do all of it at once yeah. because we yeah. understand like we're on a different space now because we've walked the walk for so yeah. long mm-hmm. it does it's challenging still at times but it gets easier because it's a practice it's a yeah. commitment to a practice right yeah. and it's like anything else for someone that's like new or feeling like oh my gosh I'm literally in the space like what you're describing right now Hannah is like literally where I'm at yeah. I didn't even realize I was awakening right I didn't even realize that this is what was happening in my life mm-hmm. and this is what's happening Although life is happening around you and stuff mm-hmm. might feel like not in fully like coming together, it might just feel shitty sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While you're in the middle of yeah. waking up, right? Yeah. Like 100%. but knowing yeah. that it's just one, like just stay with the process, stay with the commitment, keep moving forward because that's gonna lead you to the next stage, to the next phase. Like it's you have to go through the seasons. Like we, we can't stop the seasons of life, right? Like literally season seasonally nature Mm -hmm. doesn't stop, even Mm -hmm. though we don't like, I really can't stand fall. I cannot stand it. It's not my favorite at all. (laughs) Actually my favorite season, but I'm in Canada. The leaves change color. It's so beautiful, but I hear (laughs) I'm just a summer girl forever. Like literally I would just live wherever summer is, but I'm in Southern California. Like this (laughs) is 
so seasons of of nature, but I, we can't stop those seasons of nature, right? So like that's going to continue to happen, just like life around us is going to continue to happen as we're in these seasons and stages mm-hmm. of awakening. It's yeah. like we can just keep moving through it. It's going to get better, even though they're yeah. like like you're saying, stage phase two is kind of shadowy. It's kind of yucky. <laughs> it's kind of the muck, right? Yeah, yeah. and it, it is because we're we're starting to face those patterns, right? We're starting mm-hmm. to see them for what they are, and that can be super confronting. Yes, and I know for me and I've I've like a lot of I've studied a lot of spiritual teachers in this process and this is often what a lot of people will experience in this phase is, is that they almost feel like they're moving backwards because mm. in that first phase things almost feel very like oh it's all exciting it's, all happening. it's exciting yeah. yeah exactly right you're like in the honeymoon phase with your yeah, like, totally. <laughs> And this is great. Yeah. And then you're like moving in, like you said, the muck. And it's like, yeah, well, that doesn't feel good. Now I feel like I've dropped in consciousness. So mm-hmm. I'm not happy all the time. I'm not right all the time. But it's like, no, actually, you're doing the deeper work to clear out right. the muck. So that that positivity isn't based on this, you know, leaky foundation. It's yes. actually to be built on the core of who you are, which by its very nature is divinity, which yep. is unconditional, infinite right. love beyond. within us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So good. Yeah. 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 So, it is. I think and it's like, like mm. so necessary. It's mm. so necessary. And it's like, even in that space, I was just, oh, I was having this conversation. This is so, so perfectly timed with my oldest daughter. I have a daughter who's 28. And we were talking yesterday about, about that, like being in the, like working through healing, working through like the patterns. When we see the patterns, when we mm. see the wound, when we see something that we have to face yeah. in this phase of the awakening. I'm like, if you can approach it with love, like approach it with love instead of resisting it and being mad that it's here, being mad that the trigger is coming to you and it's showing itself to you and that it's, you know, you're feeling the weight because so much emotion will rise up from it, which it's necessary to, it's necessary to heal and to process it. Right. Yeah. And I was like, if you come at it with pure love, like, and meet it there, it's going to make the process a little easier because it's like, just know that on the other side of it, once you get through, you're going to get to the next phase, you're going to get to the next stage. And it's going to feel so good on that on the other side of it. Yes, I I love that. And that's actually such a great segue into the next phase of awakening. So I call this phase the witness phase. Mm. And, you know, I think also good to add here that within each phase, there's lots of mini phases. So there's like maybe like (laughs) identity deaths and rebirths and like constant like layer shedding, like multiple dark nights of the soul. Like you can (laughs) go through that cycle multiple times, like within the phase. Yep. But so the witness phase is like, now we're really starting to almost, this is where I think terms like surrender and letting go start Mm. to make more sense Mm -hmm. because now it's no longer our ego that is in the driving like the, the driver's seat. Right. Now, like, ah, I'm now starting to surrender to the divinity within. Mm-hmm. And you feel almost like this higher power start to take hold of your life and you're just watching it all unfold. Right. So you're not actively telling the story. You're just literally watching it unfold. Yes. But what's so, I think, important about the other phases that we've talked about, the main character, the narrator, mm-hmm. is that if you go straight to being the witness and surrendering, oftentimes what I've seen, I've seen this a lot with clients, is they'll misinterpret like surrendering with abdicating mm-hmm. all responsibility or like abdicating their power, mm-hmm. you know, which puts them back mm-hmm. into victim consciousness. And that's right. not what we want to do. It's like we're watching things unfold, but the human is still an active participant. Right. Right. A thousand percent. And again, that's where like the practice comes in. Right. And also giving yourself grace if you do. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're also not going to get it a thousand percent right all of the time, you know, and we want to, I think the reason why we move so quickly or like want to skip steps, because this happens sometimes I've seen it in core wound healing, like people will get to a certain place like there's six keys and they feel so much better, right? It's like, yeah. oh, I feel so much better because we want to get to that. We want to get to the better as quick as possible. Like we want to get to yeah. the better and then they don't want to do the other, the muck, right? Like, yeah. and I'm done. Don't want to really yeah. look at the muck. I'll look at it from afar and I feel better. And so let's just keep moving forward. But that really isn't going to allow the full process, right? Like it, mm-hmm. you're right. A thousand percent, right? Like it's, it's not linear, right? Yeah. Because, and there's not a hierarchy, but yeah. we do 
have to be aware that we're not skip, like, I don't even know how else to say it other than don't skip yeah. steps. Like- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think too, like sometimes we'll oscillate between, like you might have a moment where you're like, yeah, really in witness consciousness. And you're like, I'm just watching life unfold. And right. you see this drama here and you see this yeah. storyline here. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Well, right. That's, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's wow, me right now. Like, what's going on there? You know? <laughs> right yeah and then you might go back into the muck you might be like oh we need to spend a season doing some more mucky work right yeah so yeah (laughs) it's an interesting place to be in because you're a thousand percent right like spot on and I'm I'm literally living in this right now in this and this just had like just happened last weekend where a lot of stuff and and especially as you continue to get more practice you can kind of see what's coming you kind of see the stages and the phases that are coming and I'm like, all right, I'm getting ready. Like I see this now, but a lot of this started unfolding, like with what we're doing with the soul revolution podcast with happy human movement. Right. And we're moving into the space of just bigger service and taking this out into the world, not going nonprofit, doing pay what, pay what you can. Like it's, it's so beautiful. And at the same time, this for me is the massive awakening, right. And awakening out of patterns that I've been in with my own service and money and all of this stuff was like coming up to the surface as God's guiding me deeper into my purpose, I have to let go of certain aspects of my ego, of certain aspects yeah. of my human that my human like wants to cling on to because this is what my human's comfortable with. But God's yeah. like, no, I have something bigger. I have something greater for you yeah. over here. Let go. You know what I just saw? Do you, did you ever see that that meme graphic thing where it's like Jesus is holding, like there's this little girl and she's holding this ratty old teddy bear. Like it's like falling apart. It's like decrepit, it's like rotten, like the stuffing's falling out. And then Jesus is standing in front of her and he's like, the meme says like, give me this, like, give me your teddy bear. And she's like, no, I don't want to, but she doesn't see behind him. He's holding a brand new giant teddy bear. It's like amazing and beautiful. And it's like our human so badly doesn't want to let go of the thing that we know because it's comfortable and it feels good. But God literally has something so much bigger for us as if we listen to it, as we're being guided. Right. And that for me was another awakening. Like I had to awaken to these patterns that I was in the ways that I was doing things to be able to move into releasing it, right? Like letting it go. And now I'm in the watching phase. I'm in the watching, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I see this happening over here. Woohoo. It's like yeah. going roller coaster. I don't know what yeah. the next turn is going to look like, but it is yeah. like, it's a full faithful trust kind of thing. Yeah. Like full belief, knowing that it, everything's going to work out in the highest yeah. and best for me for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're spot on because I'm like in both because you still also in, we're still living in this world. Exactly. Of yeah. Things. And so we still have to keep yeah. moving forward and doing yeah. things. Right. And yeah. at the same time, maybe this is like Jesus take the wheel phase. And yeah. like we're just watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's that's it. Jesus take the wheel phase. We're just watch. We're like there. Yeah. We're along for the ride. We're like, I'm still here in this human body, yeah. but you're kind of just watching it unfold. Yeah. And you know, when you shared that the meme with the teddy bear, like I just got mm. goosebumps. I think that's just mm. such a beautiful way of explaining it. And I've had such a similar experience with my journey as well. You know, mm-hmm. like I was was running this, you know, beautiful multi-six-figure business, doing business coaching and all of this. And then it was like I got this huge vision that came to yeah. me. And it was like, no, you're gonna go back to school and you're gonna study your master's in theology, yeah. like a spiritual <laughs> therapy. And your, yeah. you know, mission is to bridge traditional spiritual spirituality and contemporary mm. spirituality. And my, my ego is like, well, how am I supposed to do that? I'm just yeah. me, you know? Right. And it's like, well, this is how you're going to do it. Your first step is to go to school. And I'm like, I yeah. never thought I would go back to school. Right. <laughs> what? That wasn't in your plan. <laughs> no, that was not in my plan. Like, no. So, but it's, I think, and this is why I emphasize like moving through the stages because right. when we're able to do that work. We build this trust within ourselves. Yes. We cultivate that relationship with ourselves and in yes. cultivating that relationship with ourselves, we cultivate it with God. So yep. when these intuitive hits come, when God is nudging mm. us, it's like easier to let go and follow that because yes. we've already cultivated and built that solid foundation of trust. Yes. We know like God's got us. We yes. got us. like, yes. we're going to be okay. Like we're not going to be led astray, you know? Right. 
So good. It's so good. You're so right because it's like doing it over and over and over and seeing God take care of you over and over. It's like you're a thousand percent right. And that for me was like such a big aha moment of it really was a lot of it rooting down to like the wounds that I was working through and the healing and the patterns and all of this was a lot of self-trust, which if I don't have trust in myself, it really means that I'm not trusting God, right? Like that's really what it's boiling down to. And so yeah. I started really leaning into that. I'm like, okay. And and it, the, the funny thing is, I think we do that a lot as humans, like feel like we can't trust ourselves, can't trust God, but we have a lot of proof of how we've been taken care of. Right. Like, yeah. and we don't stop to look back in hindsight. And, and I have so much proof of yeah. how taking care of me when I've kind of done the Jesus take the will. All right. Let me, let me yeah. sit shotgun. You go, let me see. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me stop trying to direct this for a minute, you know, it, I have so much proof. We always do, but yeah. in the moment when we're in that season, we forget. And then we also, I think it's, there's just so much around giving ourselves grace from mm-hmm. grabbing the wheel back, being human yeah, again, exactly. and forgetting that we can lean into the trust and the surrender yeah. and, and kind of watching while we can still operate in our goodness and in the world and do the things exactly. it's like, this is co-creating with God this. And that goes back to like yeah. the manifesting, like what you were saying right? Like it's just, it's so beautiful how you painted this picture of seeing how it all works and intertwines together. It's so beautiful. Mm, I'm so glad this is resonating. And yeah, yeah, like, and I think too, within this, this phase, this witness phase, like again, there's so many little, little phases and we are, Mm -hmm. we're going to grab the wheel again. The ego is going to get scared. The humans be like, you know, we're going to, and then we're going to mess up. We're going to, and then we're going to learn from it. We're going to be like, oh yeah, back to the witness, come back to And actually what you shared too, about the evidence. I love that so much. Cause that's actually one of the exercises. Sometimes I'll get my clients to move through. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, if your brain is really giving you some, right. some resistance, yes, let's go back and do like an inventory and yeah. literally review and look at all the evidence you have that mm-hmm. you are safe. And this can sometimes just help the brain, the nervous system relax a little bit. Right. Right. Oh, right. There's evidence. This is actually right. logical, even though it doesn't feel logical. Right. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that- that give the evidence having that is sometimes all our human needs. Like you're yeah. spot on to let ourselves like, oh, okay, just yeah. breathe. Right. And yeah. that's all we need to allow the process to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Yeah. So and good. then within, I want to add some nuance to this too, as the witness phase progresses, this is like a mm-hmm. large phase because then we start to move into like really higher, more advanced realms of consciousness, which yeah. very few humans actually will move into, but we start to yeah. look to the realm of the mystics and the sages and the avatars. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I have found is that when we lean into this phase, you mentioned this before, looking at things through the lens of love. Yes. And this is what starts to happen because the human naturally, the ego naturally is looking at the world through a very colored lens. That's just the reality of our being human, right? And the more we start to move through this process, the more we're doing the healing work, the more we're opening up to the heart, the more we're, you know, moving and awakening, the more that filter starts to clear out. And we Mm -hmm. start to actually see the world around us as it actually is, which is through the lens of love. Yes. Yes. It's so it's, it's one of my favorite things to see. And I'm sure you see this with your clients, especially as they start moving through with you and waking up. And when people come into core wound healing, especially, I think it's like my favorite thing to witness them. Like they, and they've said it, I've literally had people say, it's like, I put on a new set of glasses because it's literally that transformational when you allow yourself, when you stop resisting the awakening, right? Mm -hmm. It's you do truly, it's like you snap out of this fog and you see everything through the lens of love. I mean, I, at this point, I see everything through either hurting or healing, which is love or fear, right? Like we're either living in one or the other, people are operating in one or the other. And I can see it. Like I literally see people and instead of like, Oh, why are they acting like that? I'm like, Oh, they're hurting. They're somewhere in their life. They're hurting. Like that makes, gives me such a room to give compassion. Right. And, and right. And offer that in places where most humans don't have that capability. We just react, right. We're just reactionary and like judgment or, you know, whatever, but in that space, it it takes the awakening. It takes the healing. It takes looking at the patterns. It takes the practice and the willingness and the commitment to doing this where you're operating from the lens of love and that you're looking 
at, at everything. I swear. This is so, I just, I love you so much. But the <laughs> other day I'm like in this, like, I'm totally in this like love bubble right now, mm. like a very deep love bubble with God <laughs> and everything. <laughs> I got this massive download about love over the weekend with the stuff that I was working through that I told you I was like in the muck and got this massive, massive, massive message that God showed me about love, which I can't wait to mm. share. But mm. in that I'm like everything, like if I just slather love on everything, but I feel this, like I'm yeah. feeling love in everything. Like it's, yeah. it's beyond right now in this moment in my life beyond just operating through the lenses of love, but actually yeah. like feeling it everywhere. Yeah. So on yeah. the weekend I was washing my, I was like, you know, I really feel like the weather kind of cooled down a little bit. It's really hot now. And I'm like, I want, I never do this. This is the weirdest thing, but this is also just listening to my spirit because there is so much connection to God and in all of the little things that we don't think about. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I felt it in my spirit that I wanted to wash my own car. I never do. I always just drive through the car wash, right? Like it's mm -hmm. whatever. My car is really dirty. I haven't driven through the car wash and I just felt like the weather was perfect. I just had this innate feeling that I wanted to wash my car. So I get it already, pull off the hose, the whole nine and washing my car was such an act of love. Like I know this sounds wild, yeah. but I was literally like, as I'm washing it and I just had this music flowing and I'm like in such deep gratitude and love for this car that has carried me and my children like mm -hmm. through States to on vacation, to learn, to play, to have fun, like to sit in the back and watch fireworks. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. have trunk party. Like I just was like this moment of like pure love that was just yeah. flowing to me to the, what seems to anybody else's is just anybody driving by is this lady washing her car. Right. But I'm like yeah. literally in this love bubble with my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I mean, one of my spiritual teachers talks about like, he's saying the spiritual work isn't, you know, necessarily always sitting down to do hours and hours of meditation. Like you can be in devotion to God yes. washing your dishes. Yes. So that's yes. what that reminds me of. It's like you live your life like a prayer. You yes. live your life as a devotion to God everything through the lens of love, through the feeling mm -hmm. of love. I mean, yes. even grief, even painful. Yes. I mean, our, our family dog, as you know, Monique, like our family dog just yeah. died like two weeks ago. And of course we're all devastated, right? Yeah. We're feeling, and I'm feeling this grief moving through me. And I was tapping into the sensations. I'm like, okay, mm. break down this grief. Because I also think, you know, a lot of suffering is created when we are in resistance to those. Right. right? Yes. Yes. So when we're in acceptance, they they move through a lot faster and we can, again, yeah. become a witness, start right. to get curious. It's like, right. what does this grief feel like? So I was feeling a bit heavy. I was feeling lethargic. I was noticing the constriction in the parts of my body. And then I was like, wow, I feel grief and I cry because I mm -hmm. love. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Like it's all connected to love. Like yeah. it really is. And I, it's like, I don't even know if it's because we're not taught that mm -hmm. in this way. And that kind of goes back to how we started the conversation with like, especially people who come who have experienced any kind of organized religion, right? It's yeah. like not taught in that connectedness way of yeah. even in the tears, right? Yeah. But like, it's that deeply personal. And yeah. when we can start operating from that space and being in that space, like it, your whole life changes. I mean, yeah. everything changes in such beautiful, magical, like unexplainable yeah. ways where yeah. I, like, why would anybody not want to live? This? You know, it's like, can <laughs> yeah. we all the people yeah. here to this place yeah. like please totally. everyone yeah no it's so good and, and I want to say too like you know I I used to battle with depression so I mm -hmm. I know what it feels like to intellectually want to feel love and gratitude so bad yeah. and literally not be able to access it mm -hmm. like I I remember that state so well and I was doing the work I was diving into the shadow work and everything just felt so heavy and so hard and I was like I know that I should quote unquote right. be feeling gratitude and listing my gratitude but I don't feel it and mm -hmm. it, it just took me like relentlessly going into doing that healing yeah. right yep. which I know you do with yep. core healing like relentlessly going in and just being committed and again if yeah. I really look at it at the baseline of that was a love for life itself yes. and a love for myself knowing that 
that there was a potentiality there and I wasn't right. going to live like in that state forever. Like right. I deep right. down and that's what kept me going. Yes. And now, you know, my reality is vastly different where love does, it permeates everything yes. that I do. And I, I tapping into those feelings of gratitude mm. and heart-based existence feels effortless now, but I want to share that there was a long time where yes. you didn't. So it can feel sticky, but that is like, I believe that is the, what is available for every single human being. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. I, I remember I also had a very tenacious spirit like you. (laughs) It was like, we're not giving up Yeah, (laughs) no matter how dark it gets. Yeah. We're not giving up always moving forward. But I, and I've experienced, I've had my own experience with depression. It was a, uh, that's Mm. what led me to core wound healing Mm. was this. I'd lived a very silent depression. So nobody knew that Mm. I was even experiencing what I was experiencing. Everything looked really, really great on the outside. And I was living a literal, I was dying inside while painting a very pretty picture outside. And it's, interesting because you can actually go back into social media in that time and see all of the fakeness that I had that I was putting out and pretending like everything was fine and everything wasn't. But even before that point, because in that time, I was so, so good. This is so interesting because in that time, in that very, very depressed time of my life, I was in practice. I was meditating. I was journaling. I was praying. I was doing all the things and it just still felt so, so, so heavy. Like, am I ever going to get out of this? Right. And this, yeah. that's a whole other story. Yeah. I'll share it another time, but I wanted to go back. Like even before I was in that space, yeah. I always had that innate feeling of like, there's more for me. And I was living a life that didn't feel, I really didn't feel good. And I was in so much judgment of people. Like I was just like, people used to say I was mean. Like I was so mean because I was like, so shut off to my feeling, to my emotion. that I didn't think I I don't know I don't even know what I thought at the time I was it was basically like a just a fuck you attitude like fuck you fuck everybody fuck the whole world I'm just here like trying to survive on my own and I was very much living in a survival state while it's interesting because I did grow up with God with Jesus myself like I went to church off and on throughout my whole from five years old Mm. all the way into adulthood and and so I had this connection to God and I had this connection like I could feel the spiritual connection, but I felt like fuck life, fuck everybody. Like, like I felt like I was in such survival mode that that felt very far for me. Like anything better felt very far for me because I was just trying to survive life, like live, make money. I was a single mom at the time, take care of that. So it's like, even in that first phase, it's like, I still had that, like God never stopped nudging me with like reminding me that he was there and that there was... I had the, like you said, the potentiality, there was something there, even if it was like a pilot light, like that's all that was lit was just the pilot light was on. I couldn't even find the dial to turn the flame up because I'm just trying to survive life in that moment. But my tenacious spirit continued to push me one little step at a time. And I didn't even realize that what was happening is awakening, right? Like it's like you almost, I wasn't even conscious to that's what was happening until then I'm in that moment in time where it's like, I'm in this darkness. I'm in the depression. I'm in the muck. And I'm crying out to God for help, but I'm still in practice. Like it had taken me to the phases of getting into a practice of meditation and to getting into a practice of journaling and reaching out to God in ways that felt really good for me that then kept moving forward to here we are now. Right. And like, what will that evolve into? Like, who knows? But it's like, for people who are listening to this, you might be in one of those two spaces. Like we were right. It's like, I was in this whole place in life where I'm like, fuck the whole everybody in the world. And I don't like people. Like literally it was all of the negative, like any negative shit that you could say. Mm -hmm. I was there because I was literally just trying to survive, but I still had the desire for a life to get better. And knowing there was something greater out for me, I just didn't know how to connect those two worlds together. I was just living in it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's like so classic in those phases is that it will feel like we're doing things and nothing is working. We'll yeah. feel like we're not moving at all, but actually things are happening in the background. Yes. We don't see it yet. And it's beautiful when you get to that space where you can look back in hindsight and be like, huh, it all unfolds uh-huh. perfectly, even right. though it felt really <laughs> bad at the time. <laughs> I love it's God. So, I know. I know. God's the best ever. God is the best ever. 
so good. So good. Oh, okay. Well, is there are there three phases or is there a fourth? There's there no is phase. a fourth phase. Okay. I feel like this would be a, a good good for almost like a separate episode, but we'll just yeah. we'll we'll share it briefly to wrap it yeah. up. The fourth phase is the union phase. And mm. I will say that very few humans actually do get to this experience phase. Experience. Yeah, yeah, experience it. But some have in like a near-death experience or they may have mm. had a flash of it where it basically essentially the individual consciousness is absorbed into the unified field. Mm. So this is the state of, you know, enlightenment. We hear about samadhi or enlightenment yeah. or union yeah. unity consciousness, the mystics, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. and then within this phase, there's also many, many different mm. levels, you could say, yeah. Of, yeah. of enlightenment. But I think it's good just to understand that that is where the mystics sit. So, you know, Jesus Christ, Buddha, Krishna, mm. some of those, you know, like the 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 real yeah. OG spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're in these very enlightened states. And I think this is can also be why sometimes the teachings of spiritual teachers can Mm. resonate so deeply, but we have trouble synthesizing it into everyday Mm. life because they are operating on a field that like, we're like, not is is feels far away, feels far away. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is a huge passion of mine actually is like taking some of those Mm. teachings that are taught in the unified field and like almost translating them and having them really support us in the human field. (laughs) Yes. Because they are, there's still so much beauty in them, but yeah, sometimes we need a little bit of work to kind of fill in those gaps. (laughs) Totally. I love it so much. Mm. Oh, this was such a, like, we could, I feel like we could keep talking yeah. forever because now yeah. I'm like, I re- like, we're going to have to take that whole conversation to level four. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Because I have like stuff at my wheels are already turning and I have questions I want to ask. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have so much. I know say. it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. So first of all, thank you for explaining mm-hmm. this in a way that's very tangible for people to relate to, to kind of see where they're at in their own life. And even, especially for people who are kind of in maybe one stage or season or phase. And, mm. and you know, what can be very scary is like not knowing what's next. And you've given yeah. a really beautiful picture of what, what they can expect next, right? It's like, you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you kind of yeah. can see now a bigger picture of what that next yeah. phase looks, feels like. And yeah. that alone, having kind of just a roadmap that you've just kind of given out is just really beautiful, right? Because it's like fun to go at it blind, but when someone's kind of guiding you along the way, it makes the trip a lot easier. <laughs> Yeah, you have some guidance. Yeah. So, can you tell us? I please talk about your your movement, your community, how people can connect with you there, because I am obsessed with like the work that you're Mm. doing and how God's leading you Mm. to really bridge that gap. Because you're spot on with that, where bringing those higher consciousness teachings into Mm. digestible, like our human self can relate and get it because they're so useful. And I feel like that's a lot of what, what that's what you've done today. That's yeah. what you're continuing to do in your community and with your movement. And so I'd love for you to share that with, mm. with whoever's listening and, and then also where people find you. I think I'm also very excited about this resource that you're going to connect with and that people can get in, in the description, in the show notes. Yeah. Tell us all the things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So my new project, this is so aligned, obviously with the soul yeah. revolution and everything you're doing, like with happy human. Mm. So my new project is called the modern mystic. Yes. So the modernmysticofficial.com is the home of it currently. So I've launched it as like a subscription-based platform on Substack and basically this space. So the whole idea of this space is about bringing together seekers of all traditional backgrounds, mm. non-traditional backgrounds, just any spiritual seeker at any phase yes. of their awakening journey, whether that's yes. like, they're just kind of starting to realize there's this space of divinity and they're wanting to cultivate it. Maybe they have grown up in a certain religious background and perhaps there's been some religious trauma or certain things that they really rebelled against lots of dogma, right? So really my vision for this space is about taking these traditional spiritual concepts, bridging the spiritual with the new age, the contemporary. So bringing in the psychosomatic Mm -hmm. and some of those, you know, more quantum energetic tools, like the Akashic records, like human design, bringing this all together in one space. And then really translating that to make it very simple, practical, like how does this apply to you in daily life? How can you make your daily life 
the map to your awakening? I mean, literally, I just want to like fist pump and like <laughs> shout, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> As you're talking. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, so, I'm so excited. So that's the space right now. Yeah. Like it's mostly online on Substack, the modern mystic. Eventually I see this bridging out. I want to create like a, yes. a space offline. Like I would love yes. to create a center one day. I'm, I'm studying my master's in interfaith theology and psycho-spiritual therapy. So I'm going to continue building mm-hmm. on all of this. And I'm really mm-hmm. excited about bridging, you know, these worlds, you know, the world yeah. of traditional religion with these more contemporary conversations and spaces. So thank you. Well, so yeah. I think, you know, I just want to really quickly yeah, just say that I feel like in it's so perfect that God has you doing this work right now, because as people wake up, they wake up to a lot of organized religion and they wake up to the fact that some things don't align with them. And what a beautiful space, safe space that you're creating for people just to come and explore, like yeah. explore what yeah. feels good. And that's really what we are saying. Yeah. We're so aligned in that and what we want to do with happy human, like yeah. come in and explore and, yeah. and take what, like, that's why I want to, like, that's what soul revolution is all about. Like bring in yeah. all of the people who yeah. have experienced all of these different modalities and, and ways that they've experienced God in their life yeah. so that people can connect with what feels good with them. And that's what, because that's what we need, right? There isn't yeah. only one way exactly. and that's what religion teaches. Like this is the way. Yeah. And that's so yeah. limiting for people, limiting people in their power and their connection with God and their connection with self. And it's just so, so, so incredibly beautiful what you're doing. And I'm just so grateful that you're listening to that you've done, that you continue to do the work that you commit to your practice and that you continue to really let God lead. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Ah, thank you so much. This conversation has been so good and I'm excited. Me too. Excited for everyone who's here and in this space with us and in this space with you, Monique. And yeah, let's make, yeah. let's, we're raising the consciousness of the planet together. That's what we're so doing. Good. Mm. I love it. Do you want to talk about the, the, I don't know if it's a PDF or the thing that you're creating about the stages of awakening? You have a, something, oh. are we giving this away? Yes or no? Okay. So with the modern mystic, when you subscribe for free on Substack, so that's the modern mystic official.com, you can get a download of everything we've spoken about. So the stages of awakening. Uh, a whole PDF and there's going to be some things in there that you can yeah read and there'll be other things available through the free subscription as well. Perfect. I'm so excited. And then you'll see me in there too, because I'm in modern sick. So we can all connect in that community as well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Hannah Rose, for joining us. I'm so grateful for your heart, for your service, for your commitment to just literally permeate love out into the world, however God's calling you to. And I am grateful to that we're connected. Thank you for being on our first official season in Soul Revolution podcast. I'm grateful and I can't wait for our next conversation. Thank you. Can't wait. Hey friend, thanks so much for joining us for this episode. We hope your soul is stirred and your human has been inspired. Now, the magic doesn't stop here. We would love to have you with us over in our Happy Human community on Facebook, where you can connect more with our guests, get access to free tools and resources, and best of all, be immersed in a really rad community that will continue to support you on your journey. Simply search Facebook for Happy Human Community, that's human spelled H-Y-O-U-M-A-N, and we will see you on the inside. Now, if you're hungry for even deeper transformation, please visit happyhuman.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-H-Y-O-U-M-A-N.com and sign up for our next Core Wound Healing Group session. This is our pay what you can offering to the world because we truly believe that healing should be accessible to every human. Remember, your presence helps the world shine even brighter. So keep seeking healing, keep spreading the love, and keep embracing the happy human within you because that is the key to your soul revolution. Thank you.